if you've got a computer or a phone handy, first of all, you might pull up a couple of graphics to look at that go with this forecast. Go to wortfm.org forward slash weather. In the featured graphics up at the top of the page there, there's a couple of water vapor satellite images. One of the contiguous U.S. that has the pressure fields actually imprinted over top of it. I'll talk about that in a moment, as well as the wider water vapor view that has both the North American continent and the Pacific Ocean. Well, uh, if it seemed like a week since you've seen any sunshine, you're actually spot on because the last time we had even a non-overcast reading out at the observation station here at the airport was last Monday, actually right around noon. So I guess technically we're not quite at a week yet, but shortly. I will add that a good portion of this past week also was spent with cloud ceilings below 1,000 feet, which is the sort of thing that produces that uh, just implacable, featureless, dim sky that does tend to dull the wits a bit. There was also a very little wind last week, you might have noticed. There was just a handful of occasions on which we uh, saw winds even reaching 10 miles per hour, so that kind of added to the impression that the atmosphere had uh, gone on quaaludes or something last week. This is the mid-latitude, so we expect the weather to generally be fairly dynamic around here. I did warn last week on the forecast, though, that we were headed into a particularly dull stretch and that the melting snow around us also, especially given the rather lifeless winds that we were expecting through the week, uh, was likely to keep us socked in with uh, low clouds and fog much of the time. Uh, I didn't realize quite how much of the time that would be, like 100%. The uh, one part of the forecast that didn't turn out as planned, though, was how much rain we received on Friday. And indeed, that rain continued pretty much right through Friday into Saturday morning even. I was expecting that system to mostly be an issue uh, Thursday night into Friday morning. If you have a look at that water vapor image of the contiguous U.S. that I was mentioning, uh, you'll see that system that brought us the rain on Friday passing across uh, central and southern Illinois right at the beginning of the three-day sequence there back on Friday morning. First, what might strike you, though, about the satellite image in general is just how active it looked for a period that was just so listless and inactive in terms of sensible weather here. We did get that rain Friday. Even the rain, though, wasn't uh, particularly enthusiastic, very light and just falling almost without wind of any kind. The storm that brought us that rain lifts uh, east-northeastward across Illinois and Indiana on the image before a follow-on circulation. This one's quite energetic with a classic comma-head configuration and a tight curl in the vapor elements lifts northeastward behind it out of a deep upper trough that was down across Texas up through southern Illinois and central Indiana like that first one. Uh, On the image, you might note that while the upper circulations with the two storms, that's what's visible in the vapor there, pass relatively close by us to the southeast, their surface circulations, which you can see denoted in the yellow isobars, are in both cases actually additionally to the east and south of the parent upper circulation. So in this case, well down in the Ohio Valley, even the mid-south with that second storm. So uh, despite some upper-level activity going on high above us on that image, lower down the air column, the pressure gradient did remain quite weak. Note, too, that the first storm on Friday has this westward extension in the rings of isobars behind the surface circulation, even after it's way off to the east, out over New York and out into the Atlantic Ocean. That inverted trough, as we call it, uh, a lingering area of low-level convergence, uh, was just to our south uh, through the day Friday, so that probably helped to contribute to the upward motion locally that we saw here, and that was what presumably extended that rain through Friday and into Friday evening. And then uh, have a step back and look at the wider water vapor view with the continent and the Pacific Ocean to the west, and you'll see the wider context in which this more local weather is occurring. 
specifically our position on the downstream side of an enormous upper ridge which covers uh, much of western North America. Actually, the jet stream arcs over the top of this ridge from about the central Pacific up through central Alaska on towards southern Ellesmere, high in the Canadian Arctic, and then back down through Hudson's Bay into uh, about western Quebec. So a lot of warm air does continue to sit up to our north and northwest across Canada. And while that same situation last week was a factor in making our weather so quiescent, since absent of any kind of thermal contrast, there's no impetus for pressure contrast or strong winds, this week things are looking at least slightly more active. The longer range forecast models indicate that that upper ridge will retrogress westward just enough over the coming days to bring the southbound leg of that polar jet that's diving off the ridge back westward into our area, or at least close by us to the east. So with those faster upper winds nearby available for providing deeper lift upward through the air column, we can expect to see at least some re-energizing of our uh, surface winds anyway, even if we don't see any storms themselves passing over us. And about the best we could be able to do in terms of any kind of storm this week is the little impulse that's actually already visible on the water vapor descending south-southeastward through uh, Saskatchewan and Manitoba, which is going to drop across Lake Superior into about western lower Michigan tonight and tomorrow. Not bringing us a whole lot in the process, maybe just a little light rain or possibly a flake or two of snow as we get into tomorrow. We'll see a slightly stronger follow-on wave uh, passing further to our north and east on Wednesday into Thursday. That's going to miss us with its precipitation entirely, but the west-to-southwest pressure gradient uh, ahead of it on Wednesday will pull warmer and drier air into here off the snowless western plains. I'm hoping with a strong enough gradient to mix out our low cloud cover and send it packing to the east for at least a day. Winds will uh, reverse course then as we go overnight into Thursday behind the system's cold front. So it's possible that Thursday with north and northeasterly winds may also perhaps see some sun, but there's an increasing likelihood of returning low-level moisture the more easterly those winds veer in the ensuing day. So being socked in again in the late week isn't impossible. It's a little unclear on the forecast models just how far westward this upper trough to our uh, northeast is going to retrograde. So temperature predictions in the late week period are a little bit fraught. In any case, though, the dreary low cloudiness of the past seven days should at least be less ubiquitous in any case, hopefully with much more lifting and breaking of the deck as we go through this coming week, and again, hopefully with some sunshine. So a dull forecast again, uh, by and large, but at least with some improvements over last week. So just briefly, uh, today the veering line that's currently west of the Mississippi River, if you're looking on a visible satellite image, is going to struggle eastward into the low clouds, but I don't think quite be able to clear us at any point, though areas west of Madison are, are a bit more likely to see any clearing today. Our cloud cover is only about 1,000 feet thick, with much drier but also a warmer air up above, so there's a very strong temperature inversion that needs to be overcome in order to mix this moisture upward and out of the atmosphere. Presuming we don't clear, uh, temperatures are going to reach uh, just the mid or upper 30s today on southwesterly winds, increasing to 5 to 10 miles per hour. We may see some spots of sun today. I did see a little bit of old sol as I biked down here this morning. So, again, maybe just a little bit through the clouds. The low clouds will thicken up again as we go uh, through the overnight period and winds veer more uh, northwest and north with that clipper system passing to our east. Depth of saturation may be uh, sufficient for perhaps some dr freezing drizzle overnight or perhaps even some light snow as we get into tomorrow morning. But precipitation should not be uh, much of a concern with this system, very, very light. 
Temperatures will hold uh, just above freezing through the overnight with uh, winds staying generally in the 5 to 10 miles per hour range. Light uh, morning precipitation tomorrow should work southeast out of the area with cloud cover perhaps thinning a little bit later on, not breaking though I don't think, with temperatures holding in the mid-30s on uh, north and northwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Clouds will generally hold through the overnight period with some clearing perhaps starting to approach from the west as we get into Wednesday. And Wednesday may uh, finally see some sunshine around here as drier southwesterly winds ramp up to 10 to 15 miles per hour through the day. The high-resolution models are not much enthused about clearing out that day, uh, so cross your fingers. Temperatures will reach the upper 30s, perhaps the low 40s, if we can break out the sun. Cloud cover is likely to increase or at least thicken uh, through the overnight as the cold front behind system number two wafts southward over us. Temperatures will hold in the mid-30s with southwesterly winds veering slowly northwest through the overnight and into Thursday at 8 to 12 miles per hour. And Thursday may continue to see some sunshine off and on uh, as winds continue to veer more northerly through the day. Temperatures may therefore potentially reach 40 again. Uh, we'll continue to cool more then as the winds veer uh, north and northeast in the ensuing overnight and into Friday with temperatures dropping off into the upper 20s. A cooler day Friday back in the probably the mid-30s for high temperatures. And then the further you get out into the weekend, the more difficult those temperature forecasts become. But the weather does look quiescent in any case over the upcoming weekend. Tune into the Wednesday evening news forecast for an update on the weekend forecast if you can.